Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this. You've got capacity to hate, but do you have capacity to pray? Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So... It didn't take long for us to come out of or start to come out of the desert of COVID to very quickly go back into another fire of fear. In the last week, a man was killed in Minneapolis during an arrest and a police officer did a terrible thing and this man lost his life in public. It's all captured on tape. I'm sure it'll go down in history. I'm going to talk more about that here in a second because that's the larger frame. But what zeroed in for me in just the last few days was the nature of business. We're in the process of doing some amazing things, some amazing deals. And maybe you've experienced this where you've gone out and you've done or created something great and then immediately there's the haters. There's the haters that say that what you've done isn't good enough, wasn't enough, isn't enough, wasn't done the right way, whatever it might be, or just come up with some reason why what you've created is no good, even though it is good. And this is so, I mean, this is something that has has happened to everybody, right? You've gone out and you've done some amazing things and then immediately the haters start showing up. Or you've done a deal or you've sold a deal or you've worked with a client and just something just goes off, right? Like the client relationship is great. You're in integrity and yet something on the other side of the equation is off and you can't figure out why. And this might be with a, with a client or a prospect. It might be with your own company, right? Something's off on the other side of the equation and you just can't figure it out. It just doesn't make sense. And so you end up in this place of fear and anger and uncertainty that has a cascading effect across the rest of your life. You're triggered by your client, prospect, or colleague, or company, and all of a sudden now you're triggered at your wife or your child. Instead of going to work out, you go and sedate, Instead of connecting with your family, you go and try to put in 10 more hours to make up for the feeling of not enough. Well, this morning, as I investigated this, one of the things that became very clear to me is that all business deals, it became became clear to me, all business, right? This makes sense. The first part of this makes sense. All business deals are really people deals. All business deals are people deals. It can be a $1,000 exchange, buying some new parts for your car, that's a deal. It could be a $2 billion deal for 50 new jets. They're big business deals, but they're really people deals. Now people, All people are created in the image of God. All people, therefore, are spiritual beings. Therefore, if all deals are people deals, then all deals are spiritual deals. Thus, all business is spiritual. 
And whenever you begin to look at things this way, things start to make a lot more sense because once we understand that business is a spiritual game, we understand that inside of that spiritual game, business can be both divine and it can be demonic. Because the people in the world were all under the influence of both powers. Some of us are seeking one, some of us are seeking the other, some of us have no idea that these things are out there even working. We have no concept that we might be under the influence of spiritual or cosmic forces, but as we know, that is the truth. And once you realize that, it really changes the frame because then your frame is not one of this earth, but one of higher, a higher place, a higher, a higher sphere. In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, we, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So I'd have you consider with that when things just don't make sense, when the equation just is not working for some reason, you're just like, why? It just seems like it's, I'm in integrity, things are in integrity, like I'm doing the work, I'm listening to where I'm going, and yet there's resistance, and there's, especially when there's resistance that just doesn't make sense, you have to go back out and go, wait a minute, what's happening here spiritually? You should not be surprised when things that are of a divine nature come in contact with the demonic when there is, that there would be resistance. And the temptation then is to submit to the fear, uncertainty, and doubt created by the demonic and then become subject to that frame. But this is why the work is so important because if you're doing the work, if you're doing and go, going to war daily, if you're doing the going through a daily war of the resistance to God's will and to what his call is and to what he's asking you to do and seeking and knocking and asking and acting, then when you come in conflict of that, you do not have to submit yourself to that frame. Even though there will be a temptation to. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces. So then we are faced and we can acknowledge who the real enemy is, the actual enemy. Is it the customer or prospect or colleague that is the enemy? Is that really the enemy? And have you also considered that that's not, they're not the enemy? They're not the enemy any more than the police officer that murdered that man in Minneapolis is the enemy. This morning, there was a clip that came up, and I'm going to play it for you. It was on, uh, on the news, and it's an interview with the former safety of the Minneapolis Vikings, Jack Brewer. And I'm going to just play this clip for you so you can hear it in his words. But it really calls out what's really going on, because right now, in Atlanta and Minneapolis, everywhere across the country, we've got riots, we've got chaos, we've got everyone angry and submitting to the frame of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and have you consider submitting to the frame of the demonic, and we're called to do something else. So here is this interview. 
Joining me now as we take a look at all of this is the former safety for the Minnesota Vikings, and he writes about all of what's going on today. He says it's emotionally draining for to write this often about unarmed black men losing their lives at the hands of evil individuals. It's even more draining to continue to watch polarization and identity politics being used to divide us following a brother or sister's tragic loss of life. This is definitely a war. I just hope we keep our eye on the actual enemy. Joining me now is Jack Brewer. Jack, thank you very much for being here tonight. Obviously, there's a lot unfolding as you and I are speaking. What do you mean when you say we have to keep our eye on the real enemy here? The enemy of evil. Um, we live in a world now where, uh, you know, Satan drives racism. Uh, racism is evil. Racism is of the spirit. Uh, racism, as we can all agree, it's not of the flesh. It's not something that we can necessarily see and touch. Uh, but to, to fight these battles, Martha, we got to fight against spirit in a spiritual way. Uh, and that does not mean uh, blaming it on President Trump, blaming it on the mayor, blaming it on the governor. Uh, we have to really do soul searching right now, and it's going to take repentance. Our country has a long history uh, of oppression towards black people, uh, have a long history of uh, police officers and a culture of police officers. Um, that is just one that has not been very good. Uh, and so we have to address those things. And I think most Americans agree. And what's so sad right now is that you see uh, overwhelmingly, when I talk to Americans across the country, when I talk to police officers across the country, everyone agrees this was a horrible thing. It was despicable. And so you have something that should be so uniting. It should be bringing us all together, uh, one America, one country, under one God. And we're divided. And the reason why we're divided is because we cannot get away from identity politics long enough to really address the enemy, address the sick and evil enemy uh, of racism. You know, I, I think, you know, I remember when I was a kid, there, you know, people marched hand in hand more often, I think. That's right. And now it feels like the country is more divided than ever. And we do all share we all share an equal humanity, obviously. Anyone looks at these two individuals on the street and, and can see what is happening, that one person is lording his power over another person and essentially strangling him to death. And, you know, this we're watching now. Jack, you know, I just, I don't know if you're, you can see this monitor, but we're seeing police cars getting smashed, uh, people throwing things through the windows in Atlanta, Georgia tonight as we speak, as you, um, as you answer this. Unbelievable. It's, it's terrible. And, you know, a place like Atlanta, uh, where there's so much prosperity for African-Americans and uh, that's so rich in history and a place like that and to destroy your own land, that is is fighting this physically. It's fighting it in the flesh. Uh, and, and Martha, we got to get away from that. I mean, uh, just like yourself, you shouldn't feel like you can't stand up against the oppressions of racism and against those things because you're a white woman. Uh, we can't make all white cops feel like they're evil. That's not right because there's a lot of people, there are men of God and women of God that are going out there fighting and scratching to protect and serve their communities. We can't let, you know, something that one or 2% of people are doing and let that just become the reality for the the entire country that's just not true we all have to stand up against that but in order to go after this oppression we got to lock arms and we got to repent we got to really admit that we've had some issues and we've had some things that we have to get get through and I think as a nation we can come together and win this war win this war against evil yeah so there you go win the war against evil but it's not fought in the streets it's not fought in, in 
you know, the place of anger that we so often find ourselves. Find ourselves in that way in business all the time, right? Anger, rage, fury, all this kind of stuff, what I did or didn't get, what somebody did, didn't do, good enough, not good enough, all of that stuff. Again, never, never from God. Here's what I'll leave you with, and this is what I was triggered to (laughs) this morning. As I looked at these people in the streets, thought about my own anger, thought about all of my own things I was frustrated about, how quickly I was able to go down in my own way to that place of rioting in the streets. And two things came up in my scripture this morning. One, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down and you're angry. So be angry. Like you're okay, you can be angry. Cool. But don't bring it, let it bring you to a place of sin. And then what do you do with your enemies? First is I'd have you look at the fact that your enemies, the people you think are the enemy, are not really the enemy. For example, everyone in the world would probably love to kill Derek Chauvin. He's the police officer that put his knee on. George Floyd's neck and killed him. Derek Chauvin, he's the public enemy number one. There's a news story this morning, his wife is divorcing him. Literally the most hated man in the world. Yesterday when he woke up in the morning, I can guarantee you, or whenever it was, two or three days ago, he didn't wake up in the morning with the idea that this this is where he would be by Saturday. We've got to identify who the real enemy is. In Romans 12, 20, it says, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. So how do we heap burning coals on the head of the enemy? First is we identify the enemy. The enemy isn't Derek Chauvin. The enemy is the spiritual forces behind him. It's the enemy, the true enemy with a capital E. How do we heap burning coals on the head of of the enemy. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to pray for Derek Chauvin. See, it's real easy for everyone, including maybe you and me, to get real angry at the people that fail us, the people that disappoint us, the people that perhaps tell us we're not enough. It's real easy for us to go after them and hate them. It's real easy for the streets to be flooded with people that are full of hate for something, and yet they're not sure what, and so they just destroy their own communities, hurt each other, hurt the world by feeding the monster of fear. It's real easy. You have the capacity for rage and hate and anger, but here's the real question. Do you have the capacity to pray for Derek Chauvin. The end. Do you have that capacity? That's the real capacity that's going to be required. It's really easy to post an Instagram, a Facebook, or whatever about the outrage or retag some news story. But is it, do you have the capacity to pray for Derek Chauvin today? That's the question no one's asking. 
Because just like everyone else, that man is made in the image of God too, believe it or not. And as bad as your world may be, I can promise you that his world is worse today. I can promise you that the family of George Floyd, their world is worse today. So before you go and feed your own anger and fear, perhaps take a moment and pause and pray for those that are hurting. I don't know if, he was, if George was married or not, but his family. And pray for a man that has fallen so far and is hated by the entire world. That's your test today. Do that before you go and express your anger or rage. Pray for your enemies and heap burning coals on the head of the real enemy. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.